the fourth canto of the song of three friends by john gneisenau nyhart this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf the net is cast there was a woman what enchantment falls upon that far-off revel how the din of jangling voices chaffering to win the lesser values hushes at the words as dies the dissonance of brawling birds upon a calm before the storm is hurled lo down the age-long reaches of the world what rose-breathed wind of ghostly music creeps and was she fair this woman legend keeps no answer yet we know that she was young if truly comes the tale by many a tongue that one of red hair's party fathered her what need to know her features as they were was she not lovely as her lovers thought and beautiful as that wild love she wrought was fatal vessel of the world's desire did she not glow with that mysterious fire that lights the hearth or burns the roof-tree down what face was hers who made the timeless town a baleful torch forever hers who wailed upon the altar when the four winds failed at aulus what the image that looked up on isult from the contemplated cup of everlasting thirst what wondrous face above the countless cradles of the race makes sudden heaven for the blinking eyes one face in truth and once in paradise each man shall stray unwittingly and see in some unearthly valley where the tree with golden fruitage perilously fraught still stands that image of god's afterthought then shall the world turn wonderful and strange who knows how came that miracle of change to think at last for he was not of such as tend to prize one woman overmuch and legend has it that from pittsburgh down to baton rouge in many a river town some blousy ariadne pined for mike it is me rule to love em all alike he often said with slow omniscient wink when just the proper quantity of drink had made him philosophic glass or gourd sure now they're all one liquor when they're poured ay rum is rum me boy alas the tongue how glibly are its easy guesses flung against the knowing reticent of years to echo laughter in the time of tears raw gusts of mocking merriment that stings some logic in the seeming ruck of things inscrutably confutes us now had come the time when rum no longer should be rum but witch wine sweet with peril it befell in this wise in so far as tongue may tell and tongues repeat the little eyes may guess of what may happen in that wilderness the human heart there dwelt a mighty man among the bloods a leader of his clan around whose life were centred many lives for many sons had he of many wives and also he was rich in pony herds wherefore they say men searched his lightest words for hidden things since any one might see that none had stronger medicine than he to shape aright the stubborn stuff of life among the women that he had to wife was she who knew the white man when the band of red hair made such marvel in the land she being younger then and little wise 
but in that she was pleasing to the eyes and kept her fingers busy for her child and bore a silent tongue the great man smiled upon the woman called her to his fire and gave the long knife's girl a foster sire so that her maidenhood was never lean but like a pasture that is ever green because it feels a mountain's sunny flank now in the season when the pale sun shrank far southward like another kind of moon the dawns were laggard and the dark came soon it pleased the great man's whim to give a feast twas five days after carpenter went east with eight stout ponies and a band of three to lift the cash a fact that well might be sly father to the great man's festive mood a wistful prospective gratitude anticipating charity it chanced that while the women sang and young men danced about the drummers and the pipe went round and ever twixt the songs arose the sound of fat dogs stewing fink with mournful eyes and pious mien lamented the demise of poor old fido till his comrades choked with stifled laughter soberly invoked the plopping stew down rover down me lad discussed the many wives the old men had in language more expressive than polite so last of all his merry nights that night fink clowned it little dreaming he was doomed to wear the mask of sorrow he assumed in comic mood thenceforward to the last for even as he joked the net was cast about him and the mystic change had come and he had looked on rum that was not rum the long knife's daughter stooped beneath a pack of bundled twigs she pushed the lodge flap back and entered lightly placed her load of wood beside the fire then straightened up and stood one moment there a shapely girl and tall there wasn't any drama that was all but when she left the wit had died in fink he seemed a man who takes the one more drink that spoils the fun relaxes jaw and jowl and makes the gesture like a sunstruck owl stare solemnly at nothing all next day he moped about with scarce a word to say and no one dared investigate his whim but when the twilight came there fell on him a sentimental reminiscent mood as though upon some frozen solitude within him breathed the softening chinook far strayed across the alp-like years that look on what one used to be and what one is and when he raised that mellow voice of his in songs of lovers wedded to regret tis said that unashamed men's eyes grew wet so poignantly old memories were stirred and much his comrades marvelled as they heard that ribald jester singing thus of love nor could they solve the mystery thereof until at dawn they saw him rise and take a rifle of the latest hawk and make ball powder and a bolt of scarlet goods and hasten to the fringe of cottonwoods where rose the great man's lodge smoke then they knew for thus with gifts the bloods were wont to woo the daughter through the sire the white sun burned midmost the morning steep when he returned without his load and humming as he went and hour by hour he squatted in his tent and stared upon the fire save now and then he stirred himself to lift the flap again and cast an anxious gaze across the snows where stood the chieftain's lodge 
and well did those who saw him know what sight he hoped to see for twas the custom that the bride-to-be should carry food to him she chose to wed meanwhile with seemly caution be it said finks men enjoyed a comedy and laid sly wagers on the coming of the maid she would she wouldn't so the brief day waned now when the sun a frosty spectre maned with coruscating vapours lingered low and shadows laid like steel upon the snow an old squaw picking faggots in the brush saw that which set her shrieking in the hush they come they come then some one shouted crows the town spewed tumult men with guns and bows half clad and roaring shrill hysteric wives with sticks of smoking firewood axes knives dogs bristle-necked and snarling so they pressed to meet a foe as from a stricken nest the hornet swarm boils over blinking dazed with sudden light and panic fear they gazed about the frozen waste and then they saw eight laden ponies filing up the draw their nostrils steaming slack of neck and slow behind them stumbling in the broken snow three weary trappers trudged while in the lead strode carpenter a goodly sight indeed upstanding eagle-faced and eagle-eyed the ease of latent power in his stride he dwarfed the panting pony that he led and when the level sunlight around his head made glories in the frosted beard and hair some gothic fighting god seemed walking there strayed from the dim hercynian woods of old how little of a story can be told let him who knows what happens in the seed before the sprout breaks sunward make the deed a plummet for the dreaming deeps that surged beneath the surface ere the deed emerged for need appraisal by the rule of thumb the best of clio is forever dumb to human ears at least nor shall the song presume to guess and tell how all night long while roared the drunken orgy and the trade doom quickened in the fancy of a maid the daughter of the long knife how she saw serenely moving through a spacious awe behind shut lids where never came the brawl that shining one magnificently tall a day-crowned mortal brother of the sun suffice it here that when the night was done and morning like an uproar in the east aroused the town still heavy with the feast all men might see what whimsic fatal bloom a soil dream ploughed and seeded in the gloom had nourished unto blowing in the day twas then the girl appeared and took her way across the snow with hesitating feet she bore a little pot of steaming meat and when midmost the open space she turned and held it up to where the morning burned as one who begs a blessing of the skies unconscious of the many peeping eyes erect with rapt uplifted face she stood a miracle of shapely maidenhood before the flaming god and many heard or seemed to hear by piecing word to word the prayer she muttered to the wintry sky o son behold a maiden pure am i look kindly on the little gift i give for save you smile upon it what can live bright father hear a maiden 
then as one who finds new courage for a task begun she turned and hastened to the deed they say there was no dearth of gossiping that day among the lodges shrewish tongues there were that clapped no happy prophecies of her and many wondered at the chieftain's whim the long knife's girl had wrought a spell on him why else then was he silent see her shrink a moment there before the tent of fink as one who feels a sudden sleety blast but look again she starts and hurries past all round the circled village lodges yawn to see how brazen in the stare of dawn a petted girl may be for now behold was ever maiden of the blood so bold she stops before another tent and stoops her fingers feeling for the buckskin loops that bind the rawhide flap tis opened wide the slanting white light of morning falls inside and half the town may witness at whose feet she sets the little pot of steaming meat tis carpenter end of the fourth canto